It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have any questions you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. It is hate week. The annual Cyhawks showdown this year in Ames at Jack Trice Stadium. Iowa State won a stinker of a game last season to end Iowa's seven-year, six-game winning streak. Both teams won in week one and coming to this game 1-0. Iowa dropped out of the AP poll, uh, ranked 26th effectively. Iowa State got a couple of votes, effectively ranked about 40th. Uh, but the records don't matter. None of that matters. The point spread doesn't matter, but here it is. It's uh, last I saw Iowa favored by about four on the road at Iowa State. Uh, but as you know, you throw those things out. Uh, this is a dangerous game for both teams, a, a, a highly emotional game, and a, a fun game, a fun week here in the state of Iowa. And my guest today covers the Cyclones for Cyclone Alert and 247 Sports. He's Nick Oson. What's up, Nick? Hey, D, it's great to be speaking with you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What a big week. What a fun week. I'm really glad to have you here. Your first time on the Hawkeye Nation uh, podcast network, and uh, and uh, hopefully not your last time, as I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you up here in a few weeks when uh, when you're in your new gig, and uh, and we've got another game to preview. But uh, I do appreciate you giving me a few minutes here, and uh, talking Cyhawk, uh, it's a big, big week here in the state of Iowa. Uh, let's get right into it, Nick. Iowa State, a lot of turnover in the offseason, most notably probably at Cor- quarterback where uh, redshirt freshman Rocco Beck got the bulk of the work in week one but true freshman JJ Cole did did see the field uh, so first off how, how did Beck look running the offense in in that limited amount of plays and secondly will we see both quarterbacks this Saturday or, or has Rocco solidified himself at this job absolutely AD so you know truly overall I would really say that Rocco Beck Redshirt freshman quarterback looked really good, specifically for a first start. Now, he only had three incompletions. He was about 10 of 13, I think 177 yards or so, two passing scores and one on the ground on a little sneak. So, obviously, really good completion percentage. Now, his incompletions were just a hair off on that 77% completion percentage. Two were deep shots. Just a bit off, would have been scores to Jalen Knoll for one of them. I think he looked really good, confident, poised, A.D. I think he looked comfortable, showing a little bit of mobility. J.J. Cole showed some things as well, specifically his mobility. I don't think he got as many chances in terms of just pure dropbacks and really opportunities in that sense. And as we're looking ahead to the Cyhawk game here in Week 2, I certainly think Rocco has done enough to kind of be the guy. Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if you see multiple quarterbacks, maybe a look or two here with J.J. Cole or Tanner Hughes and kind of more of the mobility package. But I certainly think Rocco should be starting. I think that he did a really good job in week one. And speaking with him this week at Media AD, he seemed pretty confident, comfortable, feeling good about things uh, after his week one. We'll say debut just in terms of starting for sure. The running game is almost always a big factor in this Cyhawk game. Feels like it's going to be again this week. And, and Iowa State seems to feel good about their backs. How, how did that aspect of their game look Saturday? And, and what are you expecting coming up this week? Yeah, so I think that the top guys, you know, Cartavius Norton, and then the true freshman that I know I've spoken about a lot with you before, uh, Abu Sama, I think he looked 
really good, specifically him. He, he looked explosive, uh, was one of the leading rushers, had the longest run of the day for ISU with 26 yards, broke a couple tackles. I think overall, uh, you know, the run game looked good, maybe not great in week one. I felt like maybe there were a little bit of higher expectations than maybe what we saw just against, you know, Northern Iowa, obviously an FCS program. I think that there are some high expectations for the room as a whole, but I think those two really have kind of solidified themselves. Norton came in as the expected starter, even though it's kind of been mentioned as a true competition, which it is, but I think Norton's a guy that's always going to get carries uh, in the RB room as long as he's healthy. I think Abu Sama has really the highest ceiling of the room. I think you might see a guy like Carson Hansen eventually, another true freshman, and then A.J. Harris, kind of your ground-and-pound, pass-pro, short-yardage guy. But Norton and Sama, for you Hawkeye fans, those are the guys that you really need to kind of know and watch out for here in this upcoming game. Defensively, the Cyclones look very good again this year, especially in that secondary where they're just flying to the ball. How big an advantage do you think the Cyclone defense is against an improved but still not great Iowa offense? Yeah, you know, I think that I'm with you. I think you framed that really well. I expect the Iowa offense to be better. I wasn't full-blown, you know, impressed by them in week one. I think that's fair to say. But with the ISU defense, I mean, the secondary – I'll continue to say I think is a top 8-10 to secondary in the entire country. I think at least three of those guys do end up uh, playing at the next level. They returned everyone back there. They lost a pro in Anthony Johnson, but everyone in that back five had already started some games for Iowa State coming into this year, which is really impressive. I think it's an advantage because, again, they returned so much experience. There's so much talent, and and they kind of play on a string, meaning just the chemistry they have, some of the experience, it's really impressive. The coaching back there is really good. But you know, I'm not sure about UAD, but I got the sense from both schools, respectively, that both offenses, they kind of left a lot able and kind of kept some things inside so as not to maybe give too much away going into this game. So I'm sure that as impressive as that defense is and as good as I think they are, Iowa's offense will likely open up a bit more, too, in terms of their game plan and play calls in week two. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think we'll see more shots from from both offenses. And uh, and this this game tends to get weird sometimes, right? And so so who, who knows what we'll see. Uh, Nick, Nick, when you look at Iowa's team, and I don't know how much of the game you watched on Saturday. I know you spent some of this week kind of looking looking at the Hawkeyes. Where, where do you think the Hawkeyes have their biggest advantage over the Cyclones? Yeah, you know, I actually, I watched a decent amount and then dove deep pretty far. Where I would say a potential advantage for Iowa, I think that first and foremost, this has the potential to be one for Iowa, and that's their defensive line against an Iowa State O-line that has some talent and is better than it was last year. It certainly seems to be, but I think that just that front, I mean, we see it all the time. Iowa's sending kind of D-line players to the NFL. I think that could be a good spot. And then obviously, whether it's Cade McNamara or just Iowa's offense in general, they really like to use their tight end. I think that Luke Lachey is really good. And I think that depending on who is kind of covering him for ISU, you know, he could get some opportunities. He seems to already have some real chemistry with Cade. And I think that if you put a linebacker on him with ISU, there's a lot of youth there. You know, truly, through sophomores getting a lot of playing time, 
Caleb Bacon, who got some middle linebacker time. Now, he's a little older. Obviously, Gary Vaughn. I think that's a spot where, you know, if they scheme it right and use some of that great size and talent that they have at the tight end position, uh, that could be a spot where they find some success. Again, I, I think the world, the, the Iowa State defense, but just about everywhere has potential holes. I think that's a spot uh, that Cade and company could potentially find some success Saturday. These games have often been decided by special teams play. Iowa looked. Iowa State looked improved in that area against you and I. A fifty-six yard field goal that made Cyclone fans feel real good. How, how confident are you after one week in the, in this kicking game, in the return game, and, and the rest of the special teams? Yeah, I'm actually really you know comfortable and confident. I've kind of pitched this all summer, really. That while I think bringing in a special teams coach is awesome. I was not as worried about the special teams as so many people really seem to be. Now, you've got a good coach in there that can help clean things up, along with Coach Campbell and the staff. You've got a kicker that seems to be much more, uh, I guess, confident and and accurate, and I think Jace Gilbert will get there eventually, too. But for now, it's Chase Contreras. I think he looked really good. Returns were solid. I, I think the punting time and everything looked improved. So while it may not end up being this, beautiful perfect unit every week that it essentially seemed to be in week one really other than just kind of a bobbled snap on a uh an extra point attempt i don't think it's going to be a problem ad for this team and i think that right there simply raises the floor and the potential for the team as a whole you know nick you're you're newish to the rivalry uh it can get pretty heated this is an interesting week across the state of iowa (laughs) Do, do you enjoy this do you like this week do you like this rivalry Honestly, that's a really good question. I know I'm newer, but trust me, I have seen and heard plenty uh, <laughs> from you know the excitement and emotions, really from both sides. Some of it gets to be a little much, uh, specifically you know with some of the fans. But I, I do. I think it's a cool thing that not every state really gets to have, and I think it's so clear cut with like Iowa, Iowa State. You know, just two schools that have basically just been kind of. Uh, compared and gone against each other for so long. I think that geographically, while they're not neighbors, they're also not five or six hours across the state from each other. I think that oftentimes, specifically these last few years with some of the defenses, that they're similar, and there's just so much passion. And that's something that I've fallen in love with here, AD, during my time here. So I think I'm a I'm a big fan of it. I hope that it can always continue And I love the passion, even though it does get a little bit crazy sometimes. (laughs) You can follow him on Twitter, at TheRealNickOsin. You can check out his work at CycloneAlert.com and 247 Sports. And Nick, I know you're headed to Wisconsin soon, so I I may be calling on you again in a few weeks to preview uh, that big game in the Big Ten West. But until then, uh, enjoy your final Cyhawk game this weekend, my friend. Thank you so much, AD. I look forward to that. I look forward to catching up with you. And I will talk to you soon. Enjoy the game. There it is. It's big week, big game, big everything here. Hate week, Cyhawk. Here we go. Thank you to Nick Osen. Check out everything we're doing at HawkeyeNation.com and on the Hawkeye Nation Podcast Network. I appreciate you listening, and go Hawks! <laughs>